0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast where we discuss the economy within the Star Wars universe. My name is Joe Marks and joining me today is fellow Star Wars enthusiast Lauren Busolacchi. Lauren?
1: Today in this episode we will be diving into the decisions and financial choices of those in the galaxy as well as the reigning outcomes.
0: Now come and join us. So let's begin the podcast by talking about marginal analysis.
1: So marginal analysis is basically the examination of the additional benefits of doing something one more time compared to the additional cost of doing something one more time.
0: A character who we see commonly utilize marginal analysis is Han Solo. Han Solo is a smuggler who is very profitable and successful within the Star Wars galaxy.
1: For example, upon meeting Obi-Wan and Luke, who are interested in hiring Han for his ship and piloting abilities, Han immediately sees a chance to earn more money. However, he also recognizes the possible chance of being captured, blacklisted, hunted, or killed by the Empire, which is a great cost. In this case, Han outweighs the bonus of 70,000 credits to the cost of the whole operation.
0: Another example where marginal analysis is used is when the Jawas are selling droids and Uncle Owen jumps at an opportunity. He sees that C-3PO meets his satisfaction. However, he notices that C-3PO comes at a high price. He weighs both costs and bonuses and determines that that C-3PO is worth the price, and he'll get his bang for his buck.
1: Yeah, so overall, in order to distinguish the most beneficial choice, the decision-making process of marginal analysis is used, including the concepts of opportunity costs and trade-offs, which we'll go over in the next topic.
0: Well, clearly, Han Solo did not weigh his bonuses and the costs of having son, because... That did not end up well for him <laughs> another commonly referenced economic concept is opportunity costs and trade-offs and now i'm briefly going to read a portion of a new hope george lucas's screenplay luke says she's rich then chewbacca growls han replies rich luke says yes rich powerful listen if you were to rescue her the reward would be luke pauses han says what Luke then replies, well, more wealth than you can imagine. Han retaliates, saying, I don't know, I can imagine quite a bit. Luke says, you'll get it. Han says, i better. Luke then replies, you will, and then pauses. Han says, all right, kid, but you better be right about this. This scene describes a point in the story where Han Solo questions if the mission to save Princess Leia is really worth it. However, Luke assures him that it'll all pay off in the end once he receives his credits. People always have their own reasons to do something or not to. These are called incentives. In this case, Han is swayed by the fortune that he may acquire if and only if he helps save the princess.
1: Yeah, Joe, you're right. But above all, this is an excellent example of a situation in which opportunity costs apply. If Han had left, he may have missed out on a great payout, which would have been his opportunity cost. In most people's lives, decision-making is often altered based upon one's own self-interest and the benefits they will receive.
0: Good point, Lauren. Another trade-off we see is when Luke struggles with whether he should stay on the planet of Dagobah with Master Yoda and learn the ways of the Force, or if he should return to his friends and join the fight against the Empire. Luke weighs both possible decisions in order to come to a, a conclusion. If he stays, his friends are at risk of death, but if he were to go, he would never properly learn the ways of the Force.
1: Yeah. Not only does this decision drive along the plot, but it is a good example of economic decision-making and trade-offs. Due to a limited amount of resources, such as time, people are forced to choose one option, leaving the other behind.
0: And now briefly, we're going to share a quick ad from another podcast that we quite enjoyed and you should definitely check out. Have you ever heard of a great game known as Rocket League? Recently, their player count has blown up and new gamers are exploring the intense, soccer-like remote control car game. But one may ask how this may be. Some of the world's brightest speakers, varying from Austin Winky, Jack Gunnarsson, Jake Morit, and John Campbell, share their views about the matter and explain just how Rocket League uses strategic marketing to influence the gaming community to play their game. Go check out their podcast and hear all about the flourishment of Rocket League. It may explain some marketing secrets.
1: And now back to the Economics of Star Wars podcast with Lauren and Joe.
0: So now, let's move on and talk about supply and demand. And I know what you're thinking. How can we find supply and demand in Star Wars, a cinematic universe that took place long ago?
1: Well, actually, Joe, in an interaction in The Force Awakens between Rey, a scavenger, and Unkar Plutt, a local tradesman, supply and demand is seen influencing economic behavior. Rey looks to retrieve items that are in high demand in exchange for packets of food. However, this becomes a struggle for her since the majority of her goods do not supply enough revenue for her to live off of.
0: Oh yeah. One day, Rey returns to the market with BB-8, an astromech droid which is in high demand to Ankar and his operation. In order to obtain the droid, Unkar offers Rey 60 packets of food, which is nearly unheard of, and shocks Rey before realizing that she can't give up BB-8 and walks away from the offer. There is another scene in A New Hope that shows Luke complaining to Obi Wan Kenobi. He explains that since there is a new and better speeder fresh in the market, it is harder for him to sell his own. Quoted from A New Hope, Luke says, It's the best he can do. Since the XP38 came out, they are just not in demand. Here, Luke states that his speeder is no longer in demand after a new speeder, the XP38, hits the market.
1: If we were to draw a supply and demand curve, we would notice a shift to the left in the demand curve because people are just less willing to purchase the speeders at every price. Instead, people are drawn to the new speeders because of their new and advanced technology, shifting their demand curve to the right. That sounds a lot like the iPhones entering the competition. That's a good point. Okay, so let's move on to the topic of efficiency, Joe.
0: Alright. The Galactic Empire, for example, continuously fails to be efficient.
1: Although they do become an extremely powerful force, they don't get there without leaving many worse off.
0: Well, the empire, which represents modern-day government, should be striving to improve the lives of individuals within society.
1: But that's literally the opposite of the empire. The government sacrifices the well-being of inhabitants throughout the galaxy whilst destroying the lives to demonstrate their power, maintain order, and expand their regime.
0: So basically, by definition, the empire stands as an inefficient economy and government within the galaxy. Yeah. Interesting.
1: We will now take a short break to talk about another podcast that you guys should definitely check out we all love the movies the transportation into another world sense of escapism and of course the nostalgia not to mention the entertainment we experience comes in endless amounts of genres guaranteeing something for everyone however while many of us are sitting back and enjoying the show we often don't consider what's going on behind the scenes. In fact, we lack knowledge of how much the movie industry actually impacts different aspects of life. For example, the economy. Join Kate Sullivan and Caroline Ritchie on their podcast as they dive into this riveting topic and illuminate the financial side of the industry we love so much.
0: And now we're going to return to the economics of Star Wars with Joe and Lauren. Now, after talking about efficiency with Lauren, we're going to be moving on to one of the most important topics in economics, scarcity.
1: Yeah, Joe, I mean, economics is literally the study of scarcity, so it's not very surprising that we see it in the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah, that's true. Scarcity, which we found being a lack of resources, commonly leads to negative outcomes and challenges to overcome.
1: The scarcity of time especially heavily impacts decision-making and choices among characters in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, that's true, we can see it even, when Luke has the choice of either staying on his home planet of Tatooine or traveling to Alderaan to save Princess Leia. Luke's resource, being time, is scarce, making his situation all the more pressing.
1: In another occurrence, the rebel cause lacks all they need in order to fight the empire, such as land, labor, and resources, all necessary during wartime.
0: This also connects to past historical disputes, such as a lack of nuclear power during the Cold War, and also a finite access to soldiers during the Vietnam War.
1: Generally, the short supply of time influences many decisions that people make in their life, ultimately leading people to choose what is most important to them and then pursuing that path. Nice. Thanks. Finally, Joe and I will be talking about the circular flow throughout the Star Wars galaxy. To be honest, this is a challenging topic to research, but thanks to Star Wars fandom, a reliable source, we were able to learn all we had to know.
0: That's very true. Lauren and I found that within the galactic economic system, according to Star Wars fandom, it is said under Republic law, all wage-earning beings are required to pay income tax. This tax was then collected by the Republic Tax Collection Agency, who was part of of the galactic government that controlled order within the galaxy.
1: These taxes collected went into projects and programs, which is not that much different than in today's society. It helped businesses, supported the Jedi Order, and funded a clone army. Which can all be seen as financial institutions.
0: That sounds a lot like today. Also, because everyone has to pay an income tax, this means we can assume people have an income. This implies that people use their earnings to purchase goods and services, which benefit themselves. The money they spend is also used by store owners to pay their own taxes, which goes to the Republic Tax Collection Agency, and finally back into the Galactic Order to spend on public goods and services. This is the circular flow.
1: Before we end the podcast, we wanted to give credit where credit was due, so we wanted to thank the following sources. For today's podcast, we referenced Economics of Star Wars, Crash Course Economics, Kurt Jarrow's on Economic Lessons, Star Wars Fandom, the Internet Movie Script Database, and lastly, Lucasfilms.
0: Well, that concludes our segment for today. Thank you to all my listeners, and thank you to Lauren for joining us. The economics of Star Wars is similar to our real lives in many ways, so I hope you guys learned something that will better your understanding for economics. Good day.